We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Is it time to believe? Is it time to believe that this is a title team? I'm just you asking, know, is it time to believe? You know, I, short answer is yes. Short answer is yes. Long answer is, this is the first time this postseason, the Warriors are going to go through this a lot, that we saw adversity, right? The whole game, foul trouble, uh, some guys weren't playing well, and it come down to the last four minutes, Sam, tie game against this Denver team, and they win by five. I mean, to me, they passed the first test with flying colors with their best five players on the floor, all of them making big plays. Ah, that's that's a title contender right there. So we're recording this after the Warriors win over the Denver Nuggets. They're up 3-0 in the series, 118-113. And yeah, dude. I mean, you summed it up right. This is the first time they were in a, a game of adverse conditions in the playoffs. Denver, you could – you know what? This is an undermanned Denver team, and I kind of respect the fight, but there mm-hmm. was, they're definitely – they knew they had to have this game. Like, the series is over. Sorry, it's over. Yep. Yep. Uh, I hope – you know, the Warriors may close them out on Sunday. It may go five, but it's over. Uh, and Denver knew if they lost tonight, it was over. So they played with a little desperation. Yep. Um, also, just a weird whistle. Like, yep. I don't know how else to put it. And, you know, words come through. Both ways. Uh, weird whistle both ways. Um, it just not the way the postseason should be officiated, in my opinion, because uh, it should be officiated because you let these guys play. And that's not what happened. But. I think the Warriors kind of took what was took what was handed to them, which was a Denver team that was desperate. Like you're saying, they knew that it was over, right? Austin Rivers is making shots. Aaron Gordon made his last six shots. Like it, it was your classic game three underdog at home has to win. They've got they've given everything, and the Warriors say, yeah, that's fine. And Jordan Poole stepped up, incredible tonight. Clay Thompson big threes in the third quarter, and Steph Curry closing the game out. And, and and then Draymond with the, the defensive play of the season in the NBA, right? Against the MVP and Andrew Wiggins, of course, with a huge shot. So every single person, Sam, with a big play down the stretch, that's why I'm excited. It's That's why it's so exciting to see this team do that. Where do we even start? I know. So, so like, I, know. I feel like, I um, where? I mean, do we start with staff? <laughs> do we start with Poole, Draymond, Clay, <sighs> Wiggins? Like, it, so I, I, let's go down the line. Okay. Yeah. Jordan Poole, scary fall in the third quarter. Um, looks like he aggravated his elbow on his offhand, but he came back and he played well. 27 points. I mean, dude, the dude is in the zone. Like some of the, the finish he had in the fourth quarter, the up and under, yeah. touching nothing. That's some Michael Jordan shit. Like, I don't know what else to say. Like he's, he's, playing on a level that is exceeding my wildest expectations. Yeah, I just – I first road game in his career, uh, first postseason road game in his career, came out hot, 
And for a second, I was kind of scared that he wasn't going to close. So for a second, because I was watching Fitz and Kalena, and, and they had Wiggins and Andre with, with the other three guys on the floor. And Fitz was like, would you close with this five? And Kalena was like, yeah, of course you close with these five. That's when I was like, all right, get, this, get these guys off my TV. Right? Bring, bring me Reggie and Harlan. And so a couple minutes later, Steve pulls Wiggs, right? Puts Poole in and then pulls Andre and puts Wiggs in. But And I think Jordan Poole kind of today showed that he can be that guy, that first score type, uh, even in the even on the road. He's not a role player anymore because you see role players vanish on the road in postseason games because they're role players. That's not Jordan Poole. He's not here to play a role, right? He's here. He is one of the main reasons this team won the game today. I played 34 minutes uh, and led the team in scoring. Just incredible, man. Special, special. Yeah, that's that's a big thing I take from him. Like, there's zero lack of confidence in him. Like, zero, ever. Like, he thinks he's the best player on the floor at all times. I also Only like shot 13 times, too, by the way. Only shot 13. It's, like it's not like he went 9 for 19 or something. He was only shot 13 times. Crazy. I, I think my favorite thing about Jordan Poole tonight was he – he made some defensive errors in the third quarter that were pretty egregious, particularly game beat back door. Um, the Nuggets were just trying to do everything. They, they decided to try to get him caught going back door. They got him. He also got hurt a little bit. And what I appreciated, this was big for me. Steve Kerr didn't go away from him. Yep. I thought my biggest fear in the postseason was Steve was going to do the mental calculus where he's like – well, I'm going to ride someone like Iguodala or Otto Porter, who's more reliable in these spots. And he didn't do that. He's like, you know what? Jordan Poole is one of my three or four best players, and I'm going to trust him, even though he's making defensive errors here, because his off he, he's that special on offense, and they need him. That's the bigger thing. Uh-huh. I mean, I, like, I, thought, I thought Steve was going to sit him. I'm going to be honest. I got a little scared. <laughs> well, five minutes left, a little scared. Right, exactly. And that's what that's what was exciting for me, to see him stick through it. All right, let's yep. move forward. Yep. Um, let's, let's do Clay Thompson. I thought Clay was – I thought he had a ho-hum first half, but I thought he was phenomenal in the third quarter and closing out the game. Um. I thought he was hunting his shot a little too much early in the game. Classic. Yeah, he's been doing that a lot recently. Shocker. But I think he settled into it. He also made a bunch of shots in the third where I was like, man, if he doesn't hit that shot, this game spirals. And um, I thought defensively he had he had a couple blocks and a steal. Um, not that those are the best metrics right, to tell, right. but I, I feel like he's slowly getting back defensively to making an impact. Um, not to where he was pre-injury, but it's like there's – he competes on that end, and even if he's a step slower, he's still competing his ass you, off. I, yeah. You you saw that too, right? I agree. Yeah. Because to me, this – yeah, he had, you know, he had 26, you know, same, same as Steph, or 26, right, right behind Steph and Poole, but big threes. But the thing to me was, yeah, he played 37 minutes, and he was like – he was all right defensively. I mean, this team was pretty bad defensively tonight, but you can see he held his own. They're going to need him to hold his own a lot more. Like, they're not going to play Monty Morris and Will Barton, you know, every every series, right? It's going to get a lot tougher here. He's going to have to guard uh, Desmond Bain next next time, maybe even John Morant, right? So I thought he held up pretty well uh, defensively and uh, played 37 minutes. That's the most minutes that any guy, any person played tonight. And that's a guy that's off two injuries, uh, two years of injury. So. And uh, yeah, I'm with you on those threes. It's just classic clay where he's shooting them. He just he gets them. And he's shooting them from like 28 from weird angles, and it just the team's like up down by four, right? And you're just like if they don't score, maybe Denver goes up by seven, something like that, right? But boom, all of a sudden the Warriors are tied again. So it, it's just those type of threes that we've we've gotten used to. I feel like I kind of take it for granted sometimes where I'm just used to him making those shots. It feels nice, though, to see it again in a postseason setting. It feels good. Absolutely. Like, like my whole thing with Clay is um, whether he does something great or something boneheaded, he's an elite competitor. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, like you're going to ride with that kind of competitive drive. You watch other teams, the stuff we make fun of James Harden for about, like, 
I could never see Clay quitting yeah. on a team like that. Like Clay's, if Clay gets beat, he gets beat. He doesn't beat himself though. So, yeah. um, let's talk about number thirty. Um, you know, best six man in the NBA. <laughs> um, I think this is probably the last game he's coming off the bench. Yes, that's just that's just my that's yes. just my guess. They were um, Steve Steve Kerr is funny. He, like getting cute, getting cute at the lineup, and then all of a sudden they get challenged. You're like, all right, Steph, get out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thirty-one minutes. All right, that's enough. That's enough, right? That's enough. Thirty-one minutes, and uh, you know he was gonna do this until the Warriors either lost or the Warriors had a game like this where they they you know frankly maybe even should have lost this game, right? So like when they see that happen, you'll you'll see Steph start the next game. But he looked good. I mean, he finished the game. He, he didn't shoot well from three. You could see he's still a little rusty there, but little short, yeah. Yeah, you see the celebration that he did. I know you noticed it on playback. I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, when he when he hit that layup that was like borderline sealing the game, he just put the cloud to sleep. I was like, I I miss this stuff. The, yeah. this, the cockiness is just he's you know people th- people think because he's a nice guy he's not an absolute killer. Sometimes um, it's just it's you know it's that is just an audacious thing to do yes that is peaks i mean big three down the stretch uh big charge taken uh from aaron gordon down the stretch um and and then the layup so he's one thing i've noticed since he's come back um getting to the rim at will he's been doing all season i know friend of the show marcus thompson always talks about it he's been on our pot like three times steph is getting to the basket pretty much whenever he wants that's kind of a crazy thing to think about because he's he's in his mid thirties now, um, and he's going up and he's going to go up against better defenses here. So we'll see. But man, it just feels like he can do anything he wants. He doesn't have to settle for those threes if he doesn't want to because he can just get to the hole and finish. It, it's that easy for him right now. It's it feels like you know beginning of the season it felt like his his two point finishing was a little off. Yeah, that's not the case anymore. It looks like he's completely ready. Yeah, I I'm I'm firmly in the new ball kind of mess with his touch for a minute camp. That's just, that's the <laughs> oh, only God. thing. Cause like, I refuse to think like he can go through a spell where he has an issue with his touch for that long. But anyway, um, I agree with everything else he said. Um, I want, I want to move this forward and then we'll get to yep. the goons. Yep. Um, let's go Wiggins. Let's go Wiggins. I actually think Wiggins is probably the most interesting player of tonight's game. He only played 29 minutes. Probably pretty bad for three and a half quarters of the game. And yet in crunch time, I thought he made some massive plays, uh, passed up a easy layup. I thought he was, I was just like, Oh, what are you going to do? Passed out then got to the corner three and hit the corner three. And then the next possession, he flashes in there and gets a key rebound in traffic to help seal the game. Um, and that's after him playing really subpar basketball the whole game. I don't, I don't know what you're thinking about Williams, but to me, that's like, I thought that was a big deal because like, I'm going to be honest. I don't trust him. I've always <laughs> had like a non-trusting vibe of him. And it's mostly been because I don't know if in big moments he'll come through or if he has bad games, if he'll pack it up. Like traditionally he's packed it up. And tonight was a game where I don't think he played. Actually, I'm not the only one. He didn't play well. He didn't have a particularly great game, but it didn't it didn't matter because he came up with big plays down the stretch. I hey, look, couple things. Uh, you forgot that he made a stop against Jokic, which I thought was yes. incredible. I'm just like, wait, hold on. Uh, that's just a great contest. Uh, other part is you, you forgot to say we were doing the playback show live stream, and me and you were watching it, and I, I kept saying, look, man, I would put an auto. He's at least he's been playing well good to the rim, even though he's not making threes. I would put in Andre Godala. He's always played well in big moments. And you were just like, you know, if I was Coach Kerr, I, I, I trust my guy, right? He's the most talented guy that, that's not the top four. Um, you're going to need him. You're going to need him, Sam Kerr. You're going to need him to play these big moments. You don't want to do, we don't want to have it be the first game. In crunch time, you're already benching the guy, right? You want to at least infuse him with some confidence. And this was after he missed an open three. No more than 10 seconds later, Andrew gets another open shot, nails it. And so I'm sitting here like, damn. Of all the times that we've talked about Wiggins, of everything that you said, Samus Fendiari is out here trusting Andrew Wiggins in crunch time. <laughs> and it works out. I just, you know, you know, incredible. 
Incredible. I, I, I was told I was a Wiggins hater, an irrational person with my own agenda. You know, that's that's what the people say. I am um, the hater. I am the hater. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I was talking through what I thought they would do and conceptually they would do. But like emotionally in my mind, I was like, I don't know if I believe this. I don't know if I believe it. I was like, I know Steve Kerr is going to trust him. I know the reason Steve Kerr is going to trust him is because he's like, dude, if I mess with this guy on his first mistake, I'm going to like ruin his confidence. I agree with Steve conceptually, but then I'm watching and I'm like, but I kind of trust Otto more in this moment right now. You know, you know, like, so I, man, it's kind of hard being a coach. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) Which we should probably say, I mean, before we get to goons, we got to talk about Draymond, but we should probably say, uh, that's that's a great job by Steve Kerr. I mean, as as I think elite, maybe not the best coach of the NBA, but he is probably the best coach of the NBA at managing he's a good personalities. Coach. Yeah, just managing egos and personalities. He he is bar none, right? Top top one, top two guy. So it's just uh, if Wiggins is going to make big plays here in the in the rest of the postseason, I think this moment here was a really big one uh, and a good call by Steve. Let's talk to Raymond. I think. Yep. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna let you go on this one because uh, th- that's steel. Anyway, I'm gonna yeah. let you go. Yeah, I. Uh, this is you can tell Draymond took this entire series personally. Um, he knew that this postseason gonna depend on him playing the five. He know that he knew that Jokic is the MVP, and if he's gonna show everyone that he's still the best defensive player of the year, and first best defensive player in the world, which you and I believe is the truth, that that's he could do that now. And uh, defensively, he guarded. Jokic pretty much the entire game because every time Looney would go on him, the ref would call a bullshit foul. So it's pretty much Draymond the entire time. And he pretty much caps off the entire series with that steal and with five fouls on him with five fouls on him. And the thing about Draymond is he's so, he's so, you know, Rudy Gobert is great. But the thing with Rudy is he can't jump out and contest the way Draymond did multiple times with, with, with five, six minutes left in that game, he's jumping on. He's contesting Jeff Green. He's contesting Aaron Gordon. He's contesting Will Barton shooting threes, right? While at the same time switching off against Nikola Jokic. So I don't know, man. Best defensive player in the NBA right now. Best defensive player in the NBA the last 10 years. Whatever you want to say, this guy is um, this guy's fucking special. Yeah, he's – and it's not just like it's really hard to – explain it if you're not watching it but it's like i can't think of another player in the nba who plays defense as offense the way draymond does like the ability to Mm. turn up pressure and make defense an offensive thing that you do um he did that multiple times down the stretch just straight up ripping the ball from players getting them into transition um i mean he reads he reads the floor better than probably anyone in the NBA save like LeBron James is like what we're getting at here. But, but like he'll compete at that level in these games. Like it's just, it's phenomenal stuff. Uh, he, he's on a mission. How worried were you when he rolled his ankle and was lying there? Give me, give me, yeah. Be honest with me. Be honest with I know, me. I, well, his face looked like he was fine. Right. But, but yeah, I just, I thought it was maybe the back. Every time now Draymond kind of falls down, it kind of feels like, oh my God, is it the back? Right? Because you don't, it, it's hard to just come back from a back injury and be fine. Right. You know, I'm not, I'm not Draymond. I'm not a doctor. I don't know how you feel. So I don't know. It's just, that's the fear where it's like, oh my God, he fell down. Did he re-aggravate something? So yeah, I was scared, man. And I was thinking about it in my head. You asked this question too. You're like, well, if Draymond fouls out, who do they put in? And I'm just like, fuck. And this was like, he had five fouls for like three and a half minutes left in the game. So it wasn't, it wasn't like he had five with a minute left, just that last possession. Like they played the entire crunch time with him in foul trouble. And, uh, and he just, it shows how smart he is. He was able to stay out of it, stay out of it. By the way, shout out to whoever the Warriors Midwest scout is, you know, Draymond, big 10 guy, Michigan state, Jordan Poole, big 10 guy, Michigan, whoever the Warriors have scouting that region, they're doing, they're doing a good job. Well, actually, I'll even throw a loony in there. Technically, went to UCLA, but you know, he's from uh, he's from Milwaukee. We'll throw him in the region. And those are all late first, second round picks. You know, that, what that's I mean? all. That's, that's all I'm saying. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a scout. You know, Steph Curry at seven. Yeah, great. But you know, he always had talent. Yeah, so you're right. God, I just this 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 game is uh, it, it to me kind of before we get to the goons here. To me, this game felt 
If the Warriors had lost lost this game, you and I wouldn't have sat here and be too mad. But the fact that they won this game felt to me that that's kind of that's what a championship. It feels like does. yeah, I want, it feels like they're taking everything very seriously. Yeah, they don't want this series to go longer than it needs to go. Yeah, they want to they want to sweep them. They want the time off because they want to rest up for the next round. Um, and it feels different from some of their previous playoff runs where I feel like sometimes they love to, you know, quote unquote, <laughs> like play with their food, you know, like make things a little more difficult than they need to make it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They so, almost feel, they almost feel hungrier, right. Than, than yeah. the teams that, you know, that first team was the hungriest team. That second team was hungry too. Um, but it almost, this team almost feels like that first iteration of the dynasty where, yeah, man, they just want to sweep the Pelicans. Let's move on to the second round, right? Like this is, and it's kind of crazy to think about with three vets at leading the way. And uh, that's why I think the injection of Jordan Poole, man, like that's the, they don't win this game without, I mean, they don't win this game without any, all these guys doing things, but we got, we know what we're going to get with, with Steph Clay and Draymond, but Jordan Poole, man, like this is that new type of injection where they just don't win this without his growth. It's, it's incredible to see. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If you're a basketball junkie, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Twice a week, J.J. Redick is cooking on his podcast, The Old Man and the Three. He has guys come on in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, including Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron in Miami, and the moment Tyrese Halliburton knew Pascal Siakam would be a good fit in Indy. In addition to player interviews, every Monday, J.J. breaks down the top three things happening around the NBA with unmatched analysis. Analysis, not outlandish takes, and is often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler to dive deep on rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? You won't find another outlet that covers the game as comprehensively and with such insight as JJ does it on The Old Man and the Three. Make this your companion podcast during the playoffs. Listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. Now to the goons. <laughs> Ryan, what's up, bro? What's up? First off, uh, guess who was the leader in plus minus tonight for the Warriors? Uh, Obviously, our guy Otto Porter Jr. Yes, sir. Too. Plus 16. Oh, wow. Yes, sir. Otto Porter in 22 minutes, plus 16. He was huge tonight, but uh, I wanted to label this the Jordan Poole coming of age game. He took over sir. the hunt. He took over the huddle with three minutes left, and oh. Draymond, Draymond <laughs> just called him the number one option on on uh, on NBCSN. So this is the Jordan Poole game, and then Wiggins also having a huge road game for him to see he could do that in that environment is as big as it gets because now he has something to fall back on when it's getting tough in like the third fourth quarter. So I just liked that this was a win we needed. I would have. We saw a close playoff game, and the guys who needed to see a close playoff game saw a close playoff game. And uh, Poole's a top 25 player in the league right now, so that's where we're at. Ooh, Ryan, top 25 in the league. I mean, we were saying it on playback, but how much better than Jordan Poole is Donovan Mitchell, really? (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm being cocky about it, but, like, you can't tell me it's, like, substantially different 
Um, I, yes. I also I, do the Jazz enjoy playing with Donovan Mitchell. I tell you what, the Warriors, <laughs> the Warriors love playing with Jordan Poole. They love playing with Jordan Poole. Clay Thompson after the game jumping around on Jordan Poole, telling him it's a it's a pool party. Jordan Poole taking control of the huddle. Ryan brought this up. We forgot to mention this. Him, he sitting there like he's the coach. I mean, just he's 22 years old. 22 years old sitting there talking to guys that have won three championships and have been to and been to five NBA finals. God, unbelievable. Yes. No, they're around it. The good squad moving strong. <laughs> All right. Let's keep moving. He's impressive, man. Kid is impressive. Hey, now, fellas. Okay, so it's late. <laughs> it's it's after 1 a.m. in New so York. We got we went to you first. I knew you have a bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, Sam. I appreciate that. <laughs> but, okay, I will say this. I am glad that we survived this game because it looked like we were trying to trick it away with all of the turnovers, but also the foul calling. Oh, that I I really wanted to run through a brick wall because I was like, what are we doing here, guys? What are we doing? But we, you know, we stayed the course. We got through it. Shout out to Jordan Poole for just being the awesome younger splash brother. And I will close with this. Um, who are we facing in the next round? Because <laughs> I don't know what the hell was going on in those games. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, thank you guys. Always appreciated. And hey, let's have a drink. <laughs> we won, all right? That sounds good. That sounds good. Thanks for calling in, Grima. All right. Grima, appreciate you. Yeah, it's um. We'll say, you know what? I'm saving our future round opponents for when we get there. But yeah, that was that was a game. Uh, good. By the way, she good call by Krima on the um on the fouling, and and I think the Warriors. Uh, we've seen them get frustrated with foul calls. It feels like they're just an old vet team now, right? They're not phased by the foul calls. They just play right through it. It's kind of cool to see them like the old school Spurs, man. You never saw. You never see them get rattled. Absolutely. Siddharth. Hello, can you guys hear me? There we go. Yeah, we can hear you. What I'd like to ask you guys is like, what I'd like to ask you guys is, you know, we're most likely going to be playing Memphis next. And that is a completely different matchup for this five-man unit. Because those guys attack from the perimeter. They have a lot of of perimeter threats. And there's like, you know, like, who the fuck guards Ja Morant? And there's questions like that. Like, I basically wanted to ask you about those things because... I would imagine Gary Payton is going to get a lot more run in that series. Yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, Siddharth, appreciate the call. I, I actually think, um, first off, great call. I appreciate it. Um, I think the number one thing is, and, and GP2 is definitely going to get more run um, to slow down a guy like Jaw, right? Like, we both agree on that. Um, the real question for a team like that is uh, Wiggins, honestly. Are they going to get the physically aggressive eight to 10 rebound a game, like power forward Wiggins, or are they going to have to throw more Otto Porter and Looney out there? Yeah. I mean, it, I, I think that also depends on what, who Memphis is going to play. Right. Cause when you talk about when you, I mean, Steven Adams, you would think is going to be played off the floor there, right? You would think that Memphis is right. going to do anything like that. So let's, but if Brandon Clark was, was pretty good tonight and he's a big guy that crashes the boards, that's hard for Wiggins. Right. But if it's some low mo, that might be a little bit easier. Right. Because slow mo is a little bit easier. It's just he's not, he's the type of guy that Wiggins should be. Able to but yeah. He's more, he's more a small forward. Yeah. Right. So, it, I mean, it depends who adjusts to who. Um, I think Golden State's just going to go with Wiggins and four, see what happens. Um, as solid as Brandon Clark is playing, you kind of ride with what he may be able to do and just kind of figure it out from there because you could spread him out on on defense. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be kind of a contrast of styles. What is also kind of interesting is that five-man lineup likes to play fast. Memphis likes to play fast, right? So it's it's going to be it, who's going to be the one that tries to slow down first. Um, it's going to be interesting because when you play fast with the Warriors, like they've done it for a long time, but Memphis is a young team that we just saw today. They go down by 27. It doesn't matter. <laughs> doesn't matter. They'll come right back at you. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, we'll see. That series is not over. It's only 2-1. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah, they're a tough squad. Antoine, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, guys? How you doing? Uh, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, Sam, just wanted to uh, say it was good hearing you with Waz earlier. Uh, hadn't heard you guys together in a little bit, so that was pretty dope. Appreciate uh, it. Yeah. Just real quick on pool, it's crazy just thinking back um, all offseason before this season started, all the talk of what to do with the draft picks. Should we trade those picks and somebody to get somebody like Bradley Beal? Like, real question, would you – uh, would you trade Jordan Poole for Bradley Beal straight up? I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> just, just the perspective of looking at this now from the conversations uh, back then is crazy. Uh, and then I'll just end wild. on. Uh, <laughs> I'll just end on uh, how great a, a game Draymond had series that he's been guarding the MVP. Um, when you think he's on his phone now and sees what happened to Gobert tonight, uh, what do you think his reaction is? Todd, <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate it. That is the best thing. Um, poor, poor Rudy. I, you know, I, I, have a lot, I have a little sympathy for our for our French friend. I, I do too now. Uh, Utah has made me like Rudy more, which I didn't think was actually possible. But uh, what yeah, a mess of a team. What a mess of a team. I was never a Rudy Gobert guy, but like watching him, I'm just like, bro, you guys aren't good enough to do that to him. Like, what are you doing here? You're, you're, you're acting like you're LeBron. Like, chill out, man. Right, at, least, right. at least when LeBron does that stuff, I'm like, all right, but, but you're really good. I get it. You know, even though I don't condone it, I get it. <laughs> okay. But it's like, like, there, you're Donovan Mitchell. What are you, like a second, third tier guard? Like, relax. Yeah, exactly. Relax. You got a good bubble. <laughs> we'll always remember you scoring 50 with sneaky sneakers in the empty gym. Sneaky <laughs> sneakers. <laughs> Rick Masters. Rick, what's up, man? Hey, what's up, guys? Uh, I want to give a shout out to Clay. So good to see him back in the playoffs. So good to see him playing well. The real Clay's back. Um, no question on pool though. I felt like ever since he came back from the G League last year, people have been sleeping on it, what his ceiling really is. They're like, oh, maybe he'll become CJ McCollum. Oh, he could be Jordan Clarkson and so on and so on. My question for you guys is, would you be surprised at this point to see him as an MVP candidate two, three years from now? Because I would not. <laughs> oh my lord. Rick, I oh, appreciate the call. Oh man. Wow. Wow. Vibes are good tonight. Whoa, wow. I'm I'm not willing to go there. I'm personally not willing to go there. But I'm not going to give you a hard time if you do. <laughs> I tell you what, I tell you what, because Steph looks like he has a couple years left in him that, at, at his prime and uh, Clay should be good, solid and, and Draymond, too. And, and Kaminga, you think, would be would be good. So if Poole is going to play at an MVP level two or three years from now, this team, <laughs> this team might win two more titles. Like what? I mean, like I mean, I know the question is whether he could get there, but just think about who, how good the Warriors can be if he's at that level. I mean, come on, that's that's unfair. Um, I don't know. I don't know what to say. It, it is hard for a a a point guard to win an MVP. Uh, like Steph Curry won two, and he's an all timer. It's it's just really hard. Yeah. Usually it's wings and, and you know, that type of like brawn, Giannis. It's hard. Yep. That's a small guard. It's different form. It is different form. Vincent. Hey. Uh, how y'all doing? Good. How you doing, man? Yeah, just a thought. Um, I know the Warriors talk about all the time about being the new Spurs and having an old guard in the new. And I was waxing poetic about just uh, Jordan Poole the other day. And it's starting to feel I, I didn't want to get too ahead of myself, but it's starting to feel like he could be like our version of Kawhi. I know that's a big ass statement, but I don't know. He has like Kawhi was always like the the always the spirit of the Spurs. He was boring, he was he was methodical, he always did everything right. Jordan Poole has like the joy of Steph, he has the big moments like Clay. And we saw today in the huddle he has the heart like Draymond, so it's just feeling more and more like that. Ooh, I like that. I also like the the concept of uh, Spurs thought Kawhi was going to be the next guy because he fit the culture. Jordan Poole might be similar. He might be the next guy. He might be the guy to follow it up. And he also might be the guy to demand a trade after the quarter retires. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I mean, I'm being, 
I'm being mean. Um, um, no, he, he makes one point about Kawhi, uh, about a pool with the Draymond uh, demeanor. He really does, doesn't he? Like he's he is less so like Steph in that way. He might play like him, but uh, he's got the mentality of of Draymond. I think where it's it's a it's a lot. He's a lot louder. Uh, Steph's got his got his uh, shimmies and stuff. Pulls more Draymond in the way that he talks shit and yells, which is which is pretty cool. Which is pretty cool. Yep, I agree. And then you've got Kaminga, who is the real Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> hey, yo, can y'all hear me? There we go. Yeah, Ty, what's up, man? How you doing? Yo, man, I swear every time like the lights turn on, my connections turn into Andrew Wiggins. Well, not tonight. <laughs> All right, <laughs> you're sick. So. I've been, I've been on this for a while. Uh, Adam Silver is a way, way, way overrated commissioner. Uh, and tonight <laughs> is just proves it again. Uh, cause if it was David Stern, he would have actually finished the job and gotten, uh, Draymond fouled out and gotten everybody, uh, kicked out. Cause Silver tried it, but you know, he's too much of a punk. Uh, but yeah, good night. Good night. Good, uh, good win. And don't let anybody, uh, of any of the revisionists tell you that, oh, yeah, everybody thought that this was going to be a bad matchup coming in. It was everybody was picking six, seven. Some, you know, people had the audacity to pick the Nuggets. Everybody looks foolish. Jordan Poole, top 25 player. Warriors about to win the championship. That's it. <laughs> Hi, we appreciate you. The Jordan Poole propaganda is strong right now. It's at an all-time high. It is all-time. We're talking MVPs, top 25 players. We're talking about the next Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> I'll ride with the, it, though. Brady, what's up, man? Higher. What's up, Nobody guys? said he's going to be better than Steph yet, though. Maybe Brady will. I'm staying up in Arkansas. Oh, Steph. <laughs> um, hey, I just wanted to switch up from Jordan Poole a little bit, but um, yes, we all know he's top 25 right now. Uh, but <laughs> right now, the playoffs. But... Um, yeah, I wanted to ask about GP2. Um, I feel like we haven't talked about him enough. Um, just your thoughts on his game. And honestly, it felt like maybe he should have played a little bit more. Um, but no, Steph Kurt, everything's just beautiful right now. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm yeah. So, Brady, uh, just thank we, you guys. we appreciate you. From yeah, Arkansas. You know, he brings up a good point. Because like, every time GP2 is on the floor, good shit happens. Amazing defender, amazing cutter, just makes plays on both ends of the floor. But it's always like, who do you sell off for him, right? Like, I feel like this is one of those good problems the Warriors have. Like, he's kind of like the first guard off the bench. Yeah, I Jordan Poole, I mean, no, no, God, I just nonstop Jordan Poole on the mind. GP2 is someone that you always feel like needs to play more. Because I think with GP2, the moment he comes on, he's making plays. He's just, he, I don't know what he's doing, but he's making plays. He's hitting threes like he did tonight. Or he's getting a steal, or he's in transition dunking the ball, right? Or he's cutting to the rack uh, at the right possible time for a layup. Like, he's just always doing something impactful, um, which is why I think it always feels like he should play more. And I agree. I personally feel like he should play more, Sam. But, yeah, I'm with you. It's just this team, this is a really small team. And I think sometimes Steve does feel like, you know, we're going to have to go with some larger guys, Belly, Otto. Um, some of these guys were just gonna have to play them more. Otto, I think, played twenty plus minutes tonight, right? And he he was great. Um, and Andre now too, he's in the game. So I think that's maybe partly the reason. But again, GP two is also someone that can just guard bigger guys. Like, there's no reason why you just can't guard Aaron Gordon out there, right? <laughs> so he's uh he, he he's next round. You're gonna where we are going to see maybe twenty five minutes of GP two a game at least if he doesn't foul out. Yeah, and I think that's the other thing. It's like just Steve getting used to the fact that like he is a smaller team. You can't you can't you can't have it that that way. But anyway, yeah, special caller. Boys, how are we? Oh uh, you know. yes, sir. Man, how fucking good was that? I um I'm just ducked out of work to talk to you. Um, can I get a PSA? For, sorry, two things before I ask my question. Uh, can I get an official Lightyear statement on Sam and Andy's future with the company? I've been going to put a few the Ringer and fucking Blue, a couple of other companies reaching out. The volume I've heard. I might can't that. Just want to make sure. And also, Andy, keep that same energy for fucking uh, McMenamin and Sue picking Nuggets and Seven. Turn to pull his fucking head in. And for starters, can I just ran about Drake? I'm watching the post game right now about Drake. People are actually, the Nuggets broadcast is talking about how Jokic have just dominated Draymond. Can someone just give Draymond some fucking respect for once? Like, what's it going to take for him 
to basically go, yeah, cool, you can't back him down and score. Like, it's going to take Joel Embiid in the fucking finals. Like, seriously. Anyway, this is my rant. But what I wanted to say is, am I a bit of a homer? Or did you guys feel overly confident that whole game? Like, it was just, they were really calm, really good. Like, it felt like they were the most calm they've been in a long, long time. Like, it was just really, you know, really straight, really steady. Um, also, I wanted to ask, too, what do you guys think that fifth player will be in that second unit? With that, when Belly, like, you think Belly, like, you know, you think he, he'll be the guy going, who do you think will be the interchangeable guy there going forward? Anyway, I want that statement about the public statement about the. <laughs> Cheers, boys. Luke. All right, Luke, we appreciate you. First off, Lager's not going anywhere. Do not worry about what Andy or I do on the side. The, the pot, the brand is strong. No one's going anywhere. Andy's not joining volume sports. It's Look, okay. sometimes sometimes Sam's doing side projects and sometimes I'm at Coachella. You know, things happen. But at the <laughs> end of the day, the Warriors win a big game three or right fucking here. All right. That's that's all. <laughs> now I think I think uh, Luke's I think Luke's uh overarching question is a good one. Did you ever feel like they're gonna lose? I so I wasn't how, scared how that they are, were going to lose. How arrogant are we right now? How, I, how I, on the scale of you to 2016, Andy, where are we? Oh, I, I'm, I'm like 2015 right now. I'm like, I'm like mid, I'm first run championship right now. I'm a little ahead of that. First run championship. I was like, oh, can they do it? Right now, I'm a little bit more ex- experienced. I know they can do it, but I'm not, I'm not, you know, 73 win this team is going to win or KD this team is going to win type of arrogance. I think Jordan Poole really changes that equation. It is what it is. Like, he changes the entire equation for this team because we know Draymond's going to be fantastic defensively. We know Steph is going to be great uh, when he's healthy. We know Clay's going to hit big shots if he's healthy to be on the floor. But Jordan Poole adds that extra stage because they just don't win this game. This is a game that they just don't win if they don't have him or if they don't, or let's say they have like a league average type of guy instead of him. And we've seen that before. They'll just drop. I mean, they'll win the series. They'll win the series in five. But they'll drop this type of game. But they have this guy now, and he's not KD. But KD always provided that third score that teams are just going to say, like, well, we just can't. Yeah, not, not a bad third guys. score either. Why? Yeah. <laughs> right, right. I'm not saying that KD's the third guy. But, like, Jordan Poole's the third. And it's just because of him, it just feels like this team, the, the Nuggets didn't miss a shot tonight. And it felt like the Warriors just said, yeah, fine, whatever. And that's cool. We're just going to go out there. We're just going to shoot 60% from three, right? Like it just, this team, it just doesn't matter to them. That's how good they are defensively, uh, offensively right now. It's, it's special. It's special. I feel I like agree. I said that 10 times. So we're going to all seven out of five on the, on the arrogance scale. <laughs> There's, you, you have another level to get to. <laughs> Many more, especially if they win this. Serge. What's up? What's up? Hey guys. There you go. How's it going, man? I question: Do you guys think Jordan Poole has like the best jelly in the league, like the best finishing? Like, would you guys say so? Kyrie. Oh, I like it. I like the question. Uh, he's he's up there though. His the, the sauce is strong. I'll put it that way. The, the, he has he, yeah that that up and under. He had the fourth where he goes under the rim, does not touch anything that was that was nice that was nice yeah i don't know what I, people got mad at me when i tweeted you know steph has some great finishes but i don't even know if i've seen steph do that people got mad because obviously obviously you don't say anything bad about steph i should know that but that's the type of finish where it's like what dude what is that i thought in real time i thought he spun it over the top of the rim same side then we see the replay he replay he actually went reverse spin so i was just like ah. did he even look at the rim did he just did he just throw that up there? It's like incredible, incredible, amazing. All right, let's keep moving. He Kyle. Got, he, him, him, and Steph do have incredible finishing ability at the rim. It's pretty, pretty good stuff. Larry, hey guys, uh, I just want to say that I think that this team tonight showed incredible depth. You have uh, Igadala blocking out Jokic on that defensive rebound. You have Wiggins getting that incredible long three-pointer yep. uh, rebound on offense and hitting a three. And I know he didn't have 
great, um, you know, well, he didn't take that many shots, but he hit a three at an impactful moment. And, um, you know, even Iguodala got two on that jam and then put, I don't know if he missed the free throw or not. I was just so happy to see that play. But there's so many ways that everybody is impacting the game. And, but one part of the game that, you know, so I'm really, really optimistic going forward. We have four players who can hit a shot now. Whereas last year we had, you know, two, maybe two and a half with Draymond and they could drop off of two guys. So I don't think anybody can guard this team in in the closing minutes. And obviously we can't play that lineup all the time. Right. But anyway, the one part of it that looked like Keystone Cops was when Steph and Draymond were playing catch in the right corner. <laughs> and uh, I don't think that one ended very well, but I think they got to do a little less of that. I think we got some things to clean up, a few turnovers we can do better. But all in all, this is a great win, and uh, we just got to hope Poole's elbow is uh, is going to be fine. Larry, great call. Appreciate it. Voice of levity as always, and he is correct. I mean, it, it's hard. It's hard to have perspective right now and not just be like full like back. 2015. Eric, let's go. Yeah, back. I would like to see that closing lineup get more minutes together. It'd be cool. Just just to get their crunch time offense kind of ramped up. Ramped up. Steph or Kobe all time. <laughs> this is not the jam sign. I appreciate you step, stepping in tonight. We're not doing this tonight. We're not doing this tonight. Immediately kicking him off. Not happening tonight. Uh, Kobe has five titles. Steph is three. Let's let's get, <laughs> let's get uh, respect. Respect. You know. Uh, let's not, let's get Steph it. a few. <laughs> I'm crying. Robbie, what's up, man? Unprompted, just out of the blue. I'm like just kind of zoned out, looking at my keyboard, trying to figure out what to write, and then yeah, you know, Robbie, what's up, man? It all is that. That is a good question, but fair fair to dodge on a game <laughs> I like tonight. Um, I would say uh, Andy mentioned like he hasn't seen Steph maybe finish like that Jordan Poole finish, but I do remember Steph hitting a similar finish against Kyle Singler in that OKC game when he he ended that with obviously his iconic shot, but he was doing some things in that that was Jordan Poole like. Um, (laughs) But I have a I have a question. so we we know like the Warriors like favorite lineup right now, but as their second favorite lineup, like let's say you would sub Wiggins for like Gary Payton or sub Wiggins for Otto Porter Jr. You can go in either direction. Are there things that you think that lineup can do for us that our favorite lineup cannot? Do you think do you see advantages to using that lineup in certain situations in this playoffs? I love the question. Okay, let me think about it. So it's um it's Otto Porter and Wiggins' place. I think Otto's more dependable, but I don't think he has the upside of Wiggins. I, he's just not as athletic. It's like really what it comes down to. I know Otto's gonna box out. I know Otto's gonna take the three point shot. Um, but Otto is not going to be able to athletically overwhelm it. And so it's like, do you want like the safeness of Otto or like the the upside of good Wiggins? I mean, and Otto right now also isn't making threes, right? So the upside of Wiggins is literally Wiggins is making those. He made that three tonight from the corner. Like that is quintessential Harrison Barnes, corner pocket three, wide open, pop it, right? Otto's not even making that right now. And Otto's a 40% three-point shooter. So you would think at some point. Uh, yeah. I mean, that offensive rebound, though, that was peak Otto, right? That was peak like, I'm in the right place. I got a nose for the ball. I know where the ball is going. I'm getting that. I'm getting us an ex- extra possession. That's auto. Um, so if Wiggins is making those plays, great. But I think, like, the big one is, yeah, defensively. Do you want Wiggins defensively to guard a three? Or do you want auto in there to rebound against maybe a four? Right? And so that's that's maybe your question there, depending on what the other team is playing. Absolutely. All right. Shit, man. See. After tonight, I'm pretty happy. I go Wiggins. Give me Wiggs. Jonathan. What's good, gents? How y'all doing? There we go. What's up, Jonathan? How you doing? Uh, long time since I've been on the call, but 
it's a it's a great night. It's a great night. Um, I, I'm kind of thinking a bit more future minded. I got some pool propaganda. Uh, two things. Um, number one is just thinking about Steve Kerr and just like the read and react offense, and it kind of seemed like it was getting a little dry, and just how much life pool is injected in here, like being both a playmaker and scorer. So I just kind of want y'all thoughts on that. I know we kind of hammered it to death, but second and more importantly, how do y'all think Kuminga can get some minutes? Do you think it's kind of him kind of guarding bigs or getting out on the perimeter, getting in the pick and roll? What do y'all see the role if he does touch the floor? Ooh, I love that question. So I do agree with you. I think injecting younger players has done more to save the system than anything. Like they're just looking old. Was looking kind of tired. Uh, obviously, Jordan Poole helps with that. Andy, why do you th- what do you think Kuminga has to do to get on the floor? I nothing. He's not getting on the floor. Uh, wow. <laughs> I just you know I was doing a radio hit and on a podcast and they're asking me like, you think Kuminga's going to play? I'm like, dude, I, I think he should play, but there's no fucking chance. We know Kuminga's not going to play. Uh, you know, Steve Kerr's out back there in the in the coaching office before the game. He's like, "Did you see? Did you see this guy go back door on Kaminga today in practice?" Yeah, that's not. No, he's not playing. Uh, you know, it's just that's how Steve is. I mean, I, I kind of don't blame him. The kid's 19 years old. He's a rookie. He's making mistakes in regular season games, right? So uh, look, I mean, you're looking at someone like Wiggins who made a ton of the mistakes today too. But at least. You know, you kind of know what you get consistently-ish from Wiggins. I just don't think Kaminga's going to get on the floor at all. Um, if he's on the floor, something went wrong, right? The Warriors are down 18 points in the third quarter or second quarter, something like that. Like that, then, I'll, then yes. But even then, I feel like he would rather put JTA in to bring energy because he's essentially that energy big right now. Um, I, am I pass? Am I am I wrong on that, Sam? I just I just don't see it. It's not, and it's not Kuminga's I think you're, fault. I think you're being fault. a realist, but like on to answer the question, what can Kuminga do to get on the floor? Um, it's not probably, his fault. Probably advanced defensively in terms of front court rotations and really rebound the ball in the front court. For all Kuminga's talent they've shown, he didn't consistently rebound the ball. If he was a dude who was just gobbling them up, Kurt would have no choice but to play him. Uh, so that that's like my short answer thought. All right, we're going to end it. We're going to end it with our guy, McWalter. There we go. Bring us home. What's up? Nah, man. Kuminga ain't sniffing the floor, unfortunately. Um, But maybe if we're blowing someone else out, maybe he'll get some garbage time. Um, But you got to be stoked about this. I mean, Clay's hitting shots right and left. Steph's hitting amazing shots. Jordan Poole's like the doggone MVP. I mean, how are we not super stoked about this? How is you know, hashtag arrogant season not coming back into our blood right now, where I think they're going to just finish off Nuggets right here. Heck, we'll probably finish off what we play in the second round, too. Both those teams look sloppy as hell, you know, right? It might not be a sweep, but it's going to be pretty quick. And and then now we're looking at good news with Phoenix here. I mean, this this is shaping up really, really nice, and I think we should all enjoy it and just be stoked that we're so blessed to have Steph here you know, the best bench warmer in the league coming in. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. We're going to end on that.